Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 48 of the Zus Show. I really wanted to deliver content to you guys last week, but literally just got so fed up. Um, I literally just came off of a trip from Mexico. I'm a little tan, got my forehead peeling a little bit over here. I'm trying to figure out, do I need to use aloe? Do I need to use cocoa butter? I don't really know what to use right now, but... Had a good time. had a had a had a splendid time actually. Um, I went to Cancun at this one resort called Gran Velas. If you guys are ever in Mexico and want somewhere to stay, I highly recommend that. Food is a one. The water is as blue as what you see over the internet. Um, and then the people there are just really nice and very welcoming. I actually want to learn Spanish now. It's crazy how I took. Four plus years of Spanish in middle school and high school combined, but yet I didn't retain anything, which kind of makes sense because you have other things going on and it's just hard because you got to really dedicate some time to that. So I downloaded an app. If you guys don't know, I'm pretty sure a lot of people know called Duolingo. You can literally choose any of the top languages you want to learn and like just 10, 20 minutes a day. They'll let you um, like go through vocabulary, make sure you pronounce things right. Um, you can add friends up there. You can check their progress. You can check your progress. It tracks your progress. So definitely check that out. Hopefully by next year, I'm fully bilingual. Not writing, just speaking, because I really want to go to another um, Spanish country. I think what's next on my list would probably be Spain, like in Barcelona, like Real Madrid. I think that would be dope. Anyways, enough of that. I got some apparel coming later this month for you guys. Some dope dad hats, a couple sweatshirts, some t-shirts. They are in the works right now, so I'm definitely going to release that. So um, be on the lookout for that too. And then one thing I'm gonna one thing I'm gonna do um, after I launch them, I'm gonna have a little giveaway um, on Instagram, um, aka social media. So be on the lookout for that. So before we get into episode 48, I want to recap you guys on episode 47. Um, I had my boy Trey up here, obviously, and you know we it's just crazy how a lot of things have transpired since the last time we talked. It's been on, I think we made a joke about it. It was kind of like our little Valentine's Day <laughs> related episode and whatnot. But that episode. 80 trade saga, um, you know, you had LeBron uh, in playoff jeopardy, <laughs> NBA trade deadline, John Wall's injury, Kyrie's injury, Marcus Morris Sr. ripping his teammates, calling him out, NBA All-Star Weekend predictions, and much, much more. Um, but without further, further ado, for episode 47, I have Trey returning again. So ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for my boy, Trey. What's going on, y'all? Happy to be back. Something's in the water. Something's in the water. Something's in the water. Yo, shout out to the 757, Pharrell, and all the gang bringing that festival to Virginia Beach. You already know that's big for the state, big for the area. Uh, we love that. And uh, just happy to be back on the Caesar show. We here. For sure, for sure. You just made me think of a brilliant idea. Business cards, Pharrell, large crowd. Marketing for myself. That could be a good thing. You know what I'm saying? Maybe a live broadcast of the Caesar show down there. That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, that would be dope. Um, who knows? TBD. Uh, but how you been, man? How you been? It's been a, it's been a while, man. Man, big cooling. Uh, enjoying the fruits of some labor, man. Just uh, get into that bag, but at the same time, enjoying the NBA, enjoying what's uh, you know, everything around and uh. You know, just planning, planning for summer really hard, just ready to go ahead and jet set, try to get like you, take some trips and uh be great. And I'm just I'm just preparing for greatness. Hey man, stay consistent, stay humble, network, constantly believe in yourself, surround yourself with the right group of people, 
and you'll get to where you need to be, man. I'm still working on it. It's a it's a learning process every single day. Um, still struggle with a couple of things, but you know, I just try to be consistent, man. And you know, just going on this trip from my job really just made me open my eyes. Like I really want to be my own CEO. I really want to make this because it's just motivating me to, you know, just just grind and 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 just just be that guy in the future, you know. Yeah, and you got the hats and stuff coming soon. I can't wait. I'm going to be rocking that every turn, bro. Like, the hats, the shirts. We we there. We, we back. There. We there. We back. <laughs> it's going to be tough, man. So I'm doing a little soft launch. Uh, I got a limited amount that's coming out. And, you know, if that's successful, which I think it will be, then I'm definitely going to up the ante a little bit. Well, let's do it. All right. So you ready for today's episode? I think this is going to be a quick episode, but who knows? You know, when we get on our yay rants, it, it could last a while. So we'll see how it goes. Not that many things to talk about. But the first thing that I do want to talk Thanks. about is the Los Angeles Lakers. They have suffered their third straight loss, and they are now five and a half games behind the eighth seed in the Western Conference. Since the All-Star break, they are 2-5, and five, and it's just crazy because going into, you know, the All-Star break, I'm just like, all right, like, you, this this will be some time where things will, you know, calm down a little bit. You know, you kids are going to have your time on your vacation. Everybody's going to get their mind clear, and you guys are going to make a run. LeBron James is like, all right, playoff LeBron has been activated, and we're about to go, about to go get it. But like I said, they are 2-5 and five, their last games, and They've just been losing a lot of a lot of gimmies. Like I said before, All Star break they lost to the Hawks. Um, they barely, uh, you know, beat the. Um, they lost to the Pelicans. They lost to the Grizzlies, who just traded away their best player, and then they ended up, you know, this month losing to the Bucks, obviously, and then they lost to the Suns, and then they lost to the Clippers last night, man. Um, and right now. Uh, it's not looking too good. It's not looking like they're gonna gonna make it to the playoffs. If I if I had a bet, literally my life, um, literally my life, I, I would say that they're not making the playoffs, man. Trey, what are your thoughts on this, man? Um, yikes! Right now, the Lakers are in the tenth seed in the conference. They uh are behind the Kings, mm-hmm. uh, and behind the Spurs. They're Two games behind the Kings at 32 wins and four games behind the Spurs at uh, 36 wins. Um, so you, you guys can fact check me. Don't ever take anything, you know, without checking the facts. But that's where they are right now. And uh, yikes. Okay. Let's, yeah. let, let's, 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 let's just try to. Uh, let's let's a woo-saw and then just really just, you know, get the night. Gotta meditate. Take deep breaths. And then just carve into this, yeah. to this, to this cadaver. Uh-huh. It's, it's not alive. This whatever the hell is going on is not alive. Oh wow! And I, I was thinking, and I'm looking at the headlines, and I'm looking. You know, Lonzo Ball's injured. Uh, Brandon Egram didn't even play the other night. He's dealing with something, I believe. Shoulder. Shoulder. And did Kuz- no Kuzma played because Kuzma pushed the hell of LeBron. <laughs> Bro, and we're gonna talk about that too. <laughs> Wow, he really pushed LeBron James. That that was crazy. Anyways, keep going. He pushed the king. Is this your king? But uh, yeah, and it's crazy because they're struggling and they're in a major media market. So you could struggle, like the 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 Memphis Grizzlies could struggle, or you know the Pacers could struggle, and we get a mention of it. 
and then we go right back to living our daily lives. When the LA Lakers are struggling, it's literally been on our like our TVs each day, every single year. I don't think there's been a day where ESPN over the last eight months has not talked about LeBron James or the Lakers or Magic Johnson or AD or Lonzo Ball or Kyle Kuzma or Brandon Inger. Or like it just keeps going and going and going and going. So on top of them, you know, not being really having it to like the Lakers um standards, the fan standards, it, they're 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 being magnified like on a grand scheme. Not only is it the NBA, but they're in the LA where people are expecting something from them, even if this is a developmental year or not. So it's going crazy. And and on top of that, you have the best player in the world up until this point, of this era anyway, on your team. You have LeBron James on your team. So you can't you can't catch a break. You know, you, you can't you can't move wrong because then you you're caught slipping just like that. And it, it amplifies so many other problems. You know, they're calling for a coaching change. I, Stephen A. Smith was talking about there's going to be a management change, talking about Magic Johnson. And, and to me, I believe that Magic Johnson's real test is going to be this offseason. Like, he got LeBron last offseason. That was the first piece of the puzzle. He, he lobbied for AD. He lost that battle, per se. They, granted, the, the Pelicans fired their general manager. And they could be a little bit more on talks when, you know, when the trades come back up towards this offseason. And then, you know, but again, like with the free agency coming up and Magic Johnson being able to, okay, he can make chess moves again this offseason. You can't really take anything away from Magic Johnson because he hasn't had his real test yet, which would be this offseason. But the thing that disappoints me the most is as a team, it looks like they they haven't learned too much or they just, despite the injuries, and, and it's tough because there are major injuries. Lonzo Ball was a catalyst for that team. Brandon Ingram has been playing better, but it just looks like as a unit, they're not they're not really playing the type of basketball that needs to be played. Yeah, um, definitely. And then I was gonna ask you as well too. Like, it's kind of like obviously LeBron James. You're gonna hold him to the highest standard because, like you said, he is the best player of our generation, um, yeah. besides Kobe, and then obviously before that, Michael Jordan. So it's like. Do you put most of the blame on him? Because they've been on a roller coaster. Like, when you say Hollywood reality TV, like, we've seen that up close and personal. And it's just crazy how they were 17 to 10 going into Christmas. 16 to 10 going into Christmas. Became 17 to 10. Obliterated the Golden State Warriors. LeBron James goes out. They And then he misses 17 games with a groan injury. And then the Lakers are still above 500, you know, trying to really figure out their identity because at that point you played almost 30 games with LeBron James. Trying to figure out your identity. Lonzo Ball is probably playing the best basketball of his career. His shot's getting there. He's being more aggressive going to the basket. Um, And his free throw percentage went up a little bit as well, too. And then you had the young cats playing well as well. Then from there, like you said, injuries kick in. Brandon Ingram earlier in the season messes up his ankle, gets to spend a couple games. Rondo gets to spend a couple games. He breaks his hand. McGee's in and out of lineup. Hart gets hurt a little bit. Kuzma has back issues. It just seems like the injury bug just hit them a lot, too. And then I think what was worse was the trade request. Um, Now, I think from a fan standpoint, and not even just from a fan standpoint, anyone who watches basketball, we knew this year on paper that the Lakers – we didn't expect them to do anything. Now, the only thing I expected them to do 
was to make it to the playoffs. And even if they got bumped out the first round, second round, conference finals, at least put up a fighting effort to see where you're at and to see who you're going to need in the offseason during free agency, who you're going to sign. But for them not to make the playoffs, this is kind of crazy. Um, and then you and then you got and then you got Luke Walton. Like, I'm starting to question, like, are you a good coach or not? I don't know if it's is Luke Walton a good coach because I feel like he's a I feel like he's been a, a, a all right coach. I think is is he the coach for this team? I don't think I don't think he's a coach for this team. I think he needs to go to a developing team like a Chicago, like a New York. Obviously, they got fist already, like a Chicago, a New York, a Sacramento, some team that doesn't have these vets. Because, and then you got Magic Johnson. Like, you got these young players. You sign LeBron James, and then you sign a lot of these players who are on one year contracts. Like, I don't think that chemistry is right. Michael Beasley, Rajon Rondo. Lance Stevenson, JaVel McGee, Tyson Chandler. Like, the the mesh is just different. And I feel like I kind of put it on Magic Johnson, too, because if you've seen LeBron James' success in the past, he needs another all-star with him, first and foremost. And then you just surround shooters around him. And I feel like Kuzma, Ingram, Rondo, all these players I just named, they're not consistent shooters. Um, so that's definitely not going to play in LeBron James' favor as well, too. My question is if if this is more of a a long term not long term but more of a like an intermediate term goal if you're saying like all right we're going to start with LeBron James and then we're going to get some superstars and with trade deadline and with free agency coming up in this next year uh for Magic Johnson at least like this is part of the process and then what would the Lakers look like if if he didn't go out and get LeBron, you know, if he wasn't trying to make these big superstar moves coming up, what would they look like? Would the record be any different? Would it be better? Would it be worse? You know? I think it, they would probably be – I think they would be under 500, but I don't think they will be too far off. Um, and I think you would really see uh, Lonzo Ball get into his own. And I actually think if LeBron doesn't go there, who knows, maybe they would have actually got Paul George. I feel like with, oh, okay. the, with, with, with the comments with Katie was saying, like, it can be a toxic environment – I think that kind of made other players kind of fearful of going to play with him and what it comes with. But I think they would have, they would. I think they would have definitely picked up a free agent this year. If not, you they would have had Kawhi Leonard the next year, and another superstar. Um, but that's just my opinion. I, I don't think they would have made the playoffs, but I think they would have definitely showed those improvements month by month um, during the regular season. I I, I feel that definitely. Uh, some comments on just. The earlier earlier comments you made, uh, if you're injured, can't get traded. No, you, you can, but 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 you know, every time a trade deadline comes up, somebody seems to be hurt. Lonzo, and we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna say names. We're not gonna say any any names. We're just gonna ball. We're gonna we're gonna big ball out, man. But um, <laughs> LeBron's been consistent. He's uh he's still averaging a triple double. Yeah, since since he said playoff, LeBron's activated. He's literally been averaging a triple double. Like, what more do you want this man to do? What more do you want from me? Uh, I I can't ask him for too much more. I mean, other than maybe getting some defensive stops, but it's tough. Like any basketball player knows when your teammates just like aren't really functioning and you're scoring all the points, and then like something happens on defense. It's like, bro, like I understand I might miss an assignment here or there, but you guys aren't helping at all. So why are you looking at me? Like, do your job, score some points, at least catch a pass, you know? But I feel like as a leader, if you're not 
as a leader, there's vocal leaders and there's people that lead by example, and then there's a combination of both. Would you agree? Yeah. Now I feel like LeBron is both, obviously. But like if you're not gonna give effort on defense, I feel like this that rubs play. off on the other players. Cause like this this year, like honestly, like watching LeBron, obviously offensively, he's a basketball savant. Um, but just looking at him this year, like watching whether it be through NBA League Pass, shout out to NBA League Pass. Reddit, shout out to Reddit. Hopefully you guys don't ever get, you know. Um, yeah. And then just nationally televised games. Like, his defense is awful. And I don't think it's actually because of his old age. I think it's just more so on him just not even wanting to give, not wanting to give effort. Now, do you think that plays into effect that they've had these injuries so he has to do more? Like, the fact that, like, Alonzo Ball's gone. He has to do so much offensively as far as, like, being that primary ball handler that he takes those um, plays off. Yeah, I, th- I think it all – it's an accumulation of a, a bunch of different stuff. Like, he's not just being more James Harden-ish, per se, on defense just because he wants to be. I think it's because he has a lot more responsibility with the injuries and with still trying to win basketball. Because if, if you think about it, the the Western Conference is, is, a, is a big, heavy offensive conference. You know, there's like – Every time I see a Lakers score, it's 113 to 105. Like, yeah, literally, it's not. It's literally not their offense. It's literally their, their defense. defense. And you would think with the personnel that they have, the fact that they came out and got a greedy guy like Lance Stevenson, a great defensive player in a uh, Rajon Rondo, JaVale McGee, who's seven feet, two-time champion. Um, you would think with his size, he would be great at you know. Um, Protecting the paint got his ass busted huh. the other night. But what's that power force name on the Clippers? Oh, you're killing me. Montrez Harrell? Yeah. Drez? Yeah. Harrell, yeah, from Louisville. 6'8", busting his ass. I was Ma- like, bro, come on. Montrez been a beast, though. Shout out Louisville. Yeah, 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 yeah. He has been a beast. He has been a beast. But, like, you would think with the personnel that they have and the length and athleticism that they have that they would be a pretty damn good defensive team. Now, I saw some stats a couple weeks ago. And I guess Lonzo Ball's presence was really felt because when Lonzo Ball was on the floor, they were seventh-ranked defensive team. And then when he's off the floor, they fall to 27. And then even when LeBron James was injured, they were still a top-10 defensive team. So Lonzo Ball is a great on-ball defender. Like yeah. he, that's, that's one of his, if not his best, maybe, I mean, other than his court vision, his best skill. And I think and, – and, and they really missed that because I would notice he would press – his players from the baseline, and then from pressing that, you have Ingram and you have LeBron playing the passing lane. That translates into a lot of easy steals, That's translates tough. into showtime and what we saw. Um, so I think his presence was very, very missed um, on the defensive end too. Do you think that if he never got hurt, they would be in the playoff contention right now? Um, I think they'd be more in playoff condition. Not saying that they would be right up there in eighth place, but I think it would be a way better situation than right now. It would be a way better situation. Lonzo Ball added a lot to that team. And, it, and it's weird saying it because, you know, Lonzo Ball's name was in the trade rumors just like everybody else on, on, the, on the roster except for LeBron James was. But you see when you take him away that their ball movement's different. He, yeah. He's actually playing on-ball defense amazingly, like I just said. And the point you just made, those passing lanes with, with a 6'7", and then Ingram, who's 6'8", 6'7"-ish, and then you have you taking your pressure off guys in the on the back end that aren't as as skilled 
as you might want them to be, that 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 takes a load off of you defensively, and then you can just get to playing offense, which is what LeBron has been doing all year. And you you take that piece out, you have to switch everything up, and then you add insult to injury or injury to insult, and everything starts to crumble from there. So it's a it's been a domino effect. Like not none of, none of what's happening to the Lakers right now is an isolated incident. Everything has happened for a reason. You know, every action is a reaction, and nothing's an isolated incident. But it's tough to watch because again, they're they're magnified in the media. So. Yeah, I mean, when you're the best player, and like you said, you're in L.A., you're going to get magnified by the media. So hopefully they figure some things out, man. It's just crazy how, mind you, I said earlier, they started off 17-10 after they beat the Warriors. 17 wins. And this is with all LeBron James playing. So when LeBron has been fully healthy to suit up and play, overall they're 21-24. When LeBron James plays. So you mean to tell me since Christmas break, Y'all only won four games with LeBron James. Isn't that crazy? And it's crazy. What's crazy is, is that I looked at this weird little post on social media the other day, and it said the 2012-13 Lakers, comparing the 18 and 19 Lakers, both had a 29 and 30 record after 59 games. Exact same record. Kobe was 34, and LeBron was 34. Kobe ended up going beast mode before he snapped his Achilles against the Warriors, and he propelled his team into the playoffs, and they were 45 and 37. So my question to you is, like, is LeBron James I, – I said this, too, maybe I'm reaching. Like we said, a lot of things that happened with the injury, the trade request, um, losing that, uh, you know, chemistry, that culture, that environment in the locker room, um, Luke Walton, his coaching decisions, um, you know, management up top, and then, you know, all the injuries and obviously their lack of effort on defense. I was saying if he doesn't make the playoffs – Going into next season, I'm still giving him the best player right now based on the body of work and whatnot and, and what's happened. But if he doesn't make the playoffs this year, do you even call him the best player anymore? And I and and I, and maybe I'm reaching right now, but I think if this happened with all with, if all this happened and All Star break was over, I think if you flipped and put Harden with that roster and swapped out LeBron James, I think Harden would have them in the playoffs right now. And I think if you put, like, a Russell Westbrook there, I think Russell Westbrook would have them in the playoffs right now. Maybe I'm crazy. How do you feel about that? And then also, my question being, is the king no longer at the throne anymore? Oh, wow. Um, I'm going to come from a just, like, a sheer... If I was in LeBron James' shoes and like a basketball player's perspective here, I don't, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't say, oh, if, if James Harden was on his team, they'd be in the playoffs, or if Russell Westbrook was on his team, they'd be in the playoffs. Because basketball players can attest, sometimes you playing with with pieces that aren't great, you know. And grant, and and granted, you know, sometimes we we, we can look around and say, all right. James Harden supporting cast wasn't crazy either, or Russell Westbrook supporting cast wasn't crazy Especially either. Especially when Russell Westbrook, when 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 Katie left Russell Westbrook, yeah. he didn't have no shooters, and he still got the sixth seed. James Harden, you can even attest to this year. Obviously, they had that same um, team going into the year, but Capella was hurt, Eric Gordon was hurt for a substantial amount of time, Chris Paul was hurt, yet he still willed his team. And even before that, before he even had all that talent, when he got traded. 
to Houston. I think that first year they didn't make the playoffs, but after that, like he essentially has been carrying his team to the playoffs in the Western Conference. But yeah, keep going. Sorry for cutting you off. No, you're straight. Two things: look at the landscape in the in the West compared from from then to now. You mean the young boys growing up? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Denver Kings, who are ahead of the Lakers right now, they're they're at the nine spot, I believe. Yeah. Um, also, just just. Again, knowing basketball, just because somebody's doing crazy numbers with a different team doesn't mean that they're a better basketball player than you per se. Like the IQ goes a long way, the 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 physicality, the the different things you might be dealing with with one team might hinder your your ability to just overall flourish. And I think I think LeBron James affects his team in a little bit different ways. Like okay, he's a scorer. Uh James Harden is a pure scorer. Yes, he can do that. I'm not, I'm, but LeBron James is more well-rounded than that. And if we're going, we want to say like, what makes you a better basketball player? Purely scoring, or is it being well-rounded and how you affect your team for the most part? Granted, the goal is to win, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't just trade over that. Oh, these guys are better players than LeBron James right now, just for this reason, or just because of this season. Mm-hmm. And and again, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. That's interesting. I just want to hear your take on that. But now, um, I mean, I speak on it. I just gotta say now, like, that's my boy. Like that. Like that's my that's my guy. Like obviously, you are you guys already know I'm a die Spurs fan, so I love Kawhi. But like aside from that, like LeBron James is my guy, and and I don't know if the injury really you know played effect on him or like he's not fully into basketball anymore but he just he's still putting up the numbers but he just something looks missing and I don't know yeah. what it is and I and I think if they don't get the pieces that they need next year you may start saying that yo KD's better actually now yo Harden's up there yo the Greek freak is rising so I, I think yeah. this may be the last year that he has the mantle. It's tough because I respect LeBron more than you know more than the media is going to respect him just because they they have to make provocative stories. And I'm not I'm not saying anything on this podcast just to make it provocative or you know what I'm saying like this this is just real talk. This is real what I think. This is real you know. And but the thing is like it kind of reminds me a little bit like when you know you were in high school and you were coming up your your hooping and stuff like that and you're on varsity. And then you may, you know, like maybe, you know, you're getting to the end of the road, and you know, there, you're not going to play at the next level per se. Mm-hmm. Like, this is approaching the end of LeBron's career, and there is no next level for him in basketball per se that he can accomplish in a like from playing, if that makes any sense. So like he can go forward in basketball, but. Him playing, like he was talking about this year, like I don't have anything, like nothing makes me nervous. I don't have anything else to accomplish. I accomplish everything. So, in and, and like when those people, like, so related back to high school, when you know that, okay, I'm not going to go to college to hoop anymore, you start doing other things. Like your interest is taken up in different places. You're not the kid that's going to be in the gym all summer long anymore. You're going to be like, I'll be going to the gym at the same time. Oh, I'm going to go hang out with my friends or I'm going to go get into like this other stuff. Not saying that that's bad, that's, that's human. That's human, but at the same time, I I see it, and in a way, I sense it in LeBron that yo, like, it's not everything. Like, there's different, there's different stuff I'm doing. Like, we were talking about him a and r 
Two Chains album, which is great. Like he should, he should mix genres, all that stuff, like uh, industries and all that stuff like that. But you were talking about he might have been over there at two o'clock in the morning when they had to play the Warriors the, Warriors the next day, and then he said, or there, yeah, <laughs> he had to sit out the next game. So, and whether that's true or not, but it's just me knowing what that looks like in people. I. I kind of sense that from LeBron James. It's like, all right, like I know this is coming to an end. He's still the greatest player. His work ethic is still insane. And to to his to his defense, he might not be able to help this team out anymore. As far as just like his supporting cast might not want it as bad as he does. And you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. And he's realized that. And he's not gonna stress himself out over it because he wants to play win until his son gets into the league. Why kill yourself? When you could, you know, ease your mind, be confident within yourself, not insecure, be confident within yourself and your process and how you're doing things and say, hey, like, I'm going to be around longer than these guys are going to be on the same team as me. Why am I going to stress myself out? And that's what I see on LeBron James right now. Yeah, I like that take. I like that take, too. And let's not forget, this man's been playing basketball for 16 years, and he's came from eight straight finals. So if you're getting to the finals, you're playing – if you're at least fully healthy, at least, what, 90 games a year? That's yeah. nonstop basketball. He literally just, I think, the last Olympic he didn't play. But before that, he was doing Team USA stuff, too. Yeah. In the summer, he got to go to Nike tours and all that stuff um, and handle his business as well, too. So yep. what I'm trying to say is if you're doing the calculations, which I haven't done yet, I'm sure someone's going to figure it out pretty soon, and we find out no matter how many games they win for the regular season – that they won't make the playoffs. My question for you is, do you think with all the miles that he has, the fact that it's year 16, the fact that they won't be in the playoffs, the fact that he had a growing injury, um, do you sit him out for the rest of the season? Or do you take that Anthony Davis approach where you limit his minutes? Uh, I say limit minutes. If he wants to sit out, let him sit out. Like, Clean cut. Let him sit out. Just because I'm not even. I'm trying to do the calculations on the on the fly. But if he played 16 seasons, and the regular season is from October until, <laughs> but 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 the regular season is October to in April, yeah. October to April. So do the calculations for me. But he's playing extra in May. And then June is when it ends, but 16 seasons of that—that—that—that's that, another few seasons within itself. And the last time he's missed the playoffs was, I think, his second, his second year second in 2005. Year. Second year, so 15 seasons. You're adding two more months to the season. That's 30 months, right? Is my math right? So he's playing 15 yeah. times two. That's 30 extra months to his season that he's playing a high level basketball at. He's not he's not slouching. So if he wants to sit out, let LeBron James sit out. Like yeah, no. simple as that. Yeah, I would rest. I would rest. Like yeah, like it's. We knew what we knew what we just didn't want to believe because he's so great. But we knew what he signed up for. We knew this was going to be an experiment. Of I don't even know if that's a word. <laughs> <laughs> we knew it was a, a year where they were just going to experiment to see what pieces they need with him, um, based on what the with the with based on the young talent that they had. So. Man, if they're not going to make the playoffs, then let them sit out, man. Let them rest. Let him do his best duties in recruiting that player that they need or trade for AD and see where it goes from there. Because 
I think you said it too. I think he finally realized that they don't want it as much as him. Mixed with the fact that they're in the West, mixed with, mixed with the fact that they did, he did miss those games. That this is a lost cost. Like, why am I going to give my effort when it's not going to amount to anything? So, hopefully, they get it done. But my thing is too is like, do you keep the young town? Do you sign a free agent, or do you take that approach and try to get AD again? Mind you that um, the Pelicans did fire their GM. Do you try to revisit this AD trade? Because I mean, I, I'm liking what I'm seeing from Brandon Ingram. Um, the last five games since the All Star break, he's been averaging 28 points, and he's been going crazy. Um, I really like what I'm seeing there. I think he. I think actually out of all those players that we've listed that's on the roster, obviously he felt a little down about it when he found it out he was going to be a part of a trade or he was in trade rumors. But I think he just had that mentality like, yo, fuck this. Like, there's going to be other teams that want me. I know my talents. I know my worth. I'm just going to ball out. So if he can keep that same energy, that same mindset going into next offseason, I think he's going to be a problem. Mixed with Lonzo coming back and an improved jump shot and more finish at the basket, I think he's going to be a problem. Josh Hart, I like their young talent. I just think they're a free agent away. So do you keep that young talent and get a free agent, or do you say, F this, I'm going to go get a marquee free agent via trade? Um, and if you don't agree with that, and let's say they do keep their talent, who do you sign with them? Because people like Katie have said, I can see why players don't want to play with LeBron. Sometimes it can be a toxic environment and whatnot. Who do you need to get LeBron James not only to the playoffs, but at least to the conference finals or at least playing that championship-level basketball that he's used to? Um, I would shake it up. I would not keep it the same way because you you do what you've always done. You're going to get the results that you've always got. I mean, simple as that. I mean, there's been a season – and when I say season, not a basketball season, but, you know, like there's a season for everything. There's been a season to let these guys develop. Like there's been a season for that. Like <laughs> there's been a season for you to be sad, happy, whatever like that. There's been a season to let these guys develop. And I'm good off that, you know, from a from what your fans are fed of. Like you got Patrick Beverly popping off talking about we're the best team in L.A., they which are. they are. No superstar. They are. Let that, let that sink in. They traded Tobias Harris and Boban away, like, and my Scott, shout out my Scott, bruh. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, now nah, you got to change something, bro, or else you're gonna you're gonna get the results that you always got. And again, magic is is magic is gonna have to happen in this next off season, or like setting himself up to to get a superstar because you know stuff's not peachy in Boston. Everybody, everybody that New York could get could could potentially be some somewhere that. Somewhere that some people that LA could get as well, you know. And the thing is, Kyrie doesn't want to be a superstar anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> and from from like, it doesn't seem like we're watching the same episode over again. A little bit, but he doesn't want to be a superstar anymore. He might take that pay cut, knowing that LeBron's going out the way eventually anyway, and he'll get paid in a few years regardless. Like he'll get whether it be the pay cut or maybe they, he doesn't have to take the pay cut because they can clear uh clear roster space and clear money. To, to get him paid, cool, whatever. Again, AD really wanted to come there, as well as you can get some pieces around them. Like, ah, blow it up, bro. Like, if Magic Johnson was cooking something up, now is the time. Like, I, I, this coming offseason, now is the time. So, 
I don't I don't want to see that same team together. I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. Hey, the GM for the Toronto Raptors said it the best. And Sanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting the same results. Got to mix it up. Next topic, um, Celtics, man. Uh, the Celtics aren't looking too good right now. Uh, right now, they're fifth in the East, standing at 38-26. and 26. Um, And... Correct me if I'm not wrong. Their last eight games, they're one and seven with Kyrie, and their last seven games without Kyrie, they're six and one. Um, so there's definitely a slight difference when he's on the court versus being off the court. My question for you is, what the hell is going on in Boston, man? Like, like what is going on? Do you think they still have a shot? Just, just tell me everything that that's on your mind, man. Oh, yeah, Boston, if there's anybody that has a shot, Boston always has a shot. They're the team that can get it together, I feel like. Right now, they're fifth in the Eastern Conference behind the Bucks, Raptors, Pacers, 76ers, and then there's the Celtics. Uh, following up that East spot, followed up by the Pistons, the Nets, <laughs> shout out D-Loading, and then the Magic, ooh. But I feel like the Hornets are really coming hard for that spot, so we'll see what happens with that. Hey, yeah. Anyways, last dance. You saw what he did against Golden State. It's like, uh, let me stop. Ah, uh, yeah, you know, pipe dreams. But hey, you know, <laughs> the braid. Uh, wow, Celtics, a team that has all the talent, all the matchup, and right now they're they're giving they're literally giving away home court to the top four seeds. That's really gonna hurt them if they're really, you know, feeling discombobulated or they're gonna catch their stride eventually, like. Giving up home court is not going to be as easy as it was going into the the conference finals last year. I agree. Um, but you got you got somebody that it, it just seems like the the media and then everything's annoying him, like in Kyrie, and it, it's, it's weird. It's it's not weird because you know the media. The media sucks nowadays, and the way how I think Kyrie thinks is he's he's not going to just buy into different stuff. He's not going to be just okay with the way, like, stuff is going. Like, a lot of players are, oh, I'm okay with the media in my face. Kyrie, he's a he's a, he's a thinker. He's a person that, that's getting to be, like, a no-shit person. And he's like, yo, I'm, I'm good off the media stuff. Like, not, why y'all keeping up this narrative? I'm just talking to AD. Why are you guys... Why are you guys even entertaining stuff that doesn't have to do with this season? Y'all just trying to make false narratives. And he stood up with that. But at the same time... Why why keep making comments on things that you know you can't control that you've been that you've been dealing with for seasons and seasons and seasons, whether it be the LeBron saga or even coming to Boston or even the last few months? Like he's been cool with it thus far, but now because I guess you're the face of this team and the team's been struggling, you're like kind of fed up with it and you have to make comments on it. Like, bro, like that's not the goal. Like the goal is to go out there win games and, you know, shut the doubters up and, in a way, shut the media up. But the media is not going to stop. The media is just a part of the league, just as much a part of the league as the players are because they keep it going. ESPN doesn't doesn't turn off, you know. Basketball games coming over, ESPN is 24-7, and they're going to play back the games and just stand the third. So, like, Kyrie, like, what's going on? Like, and, and I made a comment to you earlier, I feel like he's kind of feeling insecure in a way because – you're you're in a new position. You're the head man. If stuff goes to shits, it's on you. And a team that 
went to the Eastern Conference Finals. Granted, you helped them get to into the first place and to Eastern Conference Finals last year, but a team that did it in a way without you up until what the last game, the, the, it went game seven up into game seven, like all that's an accumulation of this stuff, and it's like, wow, like you're really looking around like, does this team need me? And at the same time, you're getting free free agency rumors and stuff like that. I feel like it's just all weighing heavy on him, and he's just not feeling great about the whole process within itself. And this is the thing. It's like, from a human level, like, I feel for him. Like, no one wants to be constantly ridiculed or hear about stuff about them um, on a daily basis as well, too. But this is the life that you signed up for. Like, be careful what you wish for at the same time. You were the one who trusted the Quaid. You, the tr- I want to be the star the player. You wanted to be the star player. You wanted to have your own team. Um, and there's an f- interesting quote that came from him uh, today, and it said, I didn't really come into this game to have cameras in my face, be famous, be a celebrity. I wanted these things when I was younger. But now I just want to play basketball at a very, a very high level. But when you want to be the man, that's just what it comes with. In, in, in Hollywood, when you, when, when, when you made it, basically you have no more privacy anymore too. And it sucks because at the end of the day, like from a media standpoint, like they're just doing their job and their job is to obtain everything, create narratives and whatnot. But man, I I, I mean, all I got to say is like, like just learn how to deal with it. I mean, I know it's stressful, but at the end of the day, just keep your eyes on the prize, keep the people around you who are important and just, just try to stay away from social media. But it kind of, it kind of sucks because before every game, after every game, media, the media is right there in your face. Sometimes you just want to rock, and if and it's like if you're standoffish, oh, Kyrie has a problem, yeah. Or if he actually says what's on mind, oh, you're going to create a narrative about him. So it's like, when does it stop? Yeah, we're going to go and, right. And, and is there going to is there going to be a thing where players can have a say in not wanting to respond? But if they don't respond, it kind of hurts their brand too. Yeah. So, like, where do you find that common ground with the media and the players? And, and I think, I think they have to, I think the NBA has to do a job and and finding that common ground. I don't know if they can, but they have to be able to figure out something. I think that's where LeBron's veteran and we're talking about Curry. Sorry to bring up LeBron, but I mean everything's intertwined. It's kind of like fire and ice, but like that's where LeBron's veteran and his savviness and his team comes in handy, like because. No matter like all the headlines we've been seeing LeBron these past like couple of years, LeBron's controlling the narrative of his of of you know the media that can get out of control, but he's controlling like he's wielding that power. Like he he yeah he has he's in LA. He he's has the HBO where he can in any anything LeBron says becomes a headline. He controls that narrative. Now it's like anything anything Kyrie kind of gets pissed off or feels a certain type of way about. The media uses uses and molds it, but now like people are coming to LeBron, they're getting his exact quote, they're getting exactly, they're getting clean, cleared up. Because in some ways, LeBron is taking the media by the neck, and it's just like he he wills it now. And and being a superstar, being at the level of LeBron, it, granted, we're, when we talk about basketball, the greatest players of all time, and who's the greatest player of the era, you know, we want to talk about basketball, but LeBron is killing it. On so many levels, like there's so many playing fields to to being even just even being a person, you know, in this world today, in the society we live in. But LeBron, in the era of basketball and at the level he's playing, 
and the climate of of the media, the technology. LeBron's wielding that, and he's he's wielding it like the best of his generation. Like nobody I've seen has did it like this before. Like Michael Jordan had the shoes. LeBron has the shoes. He has the outlets, the the HBO. He has the 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 um the the undisputed or the undefeated. Yeah, undefeated, uninterrupted. Yes, it, like LeBron's wielding that. Space Jam Two coming out, like the it, school he made for underprivileged kids, bro. And and it it all it all comes it all it all comes with that. And what Kyrie Irving is realizing is like, either you can choose to be per se the king and have your hand in all those matters, or you can just be hooping. Just like if it, it was like we were just in a in a war in a way. And sorry to take it here, but like, all right. I'm the king. See, well, you're you're the warrior. The warrior has to worry about fighting. You go where the king tells you to go. You fight. You can be the best fighter ever, you know, and you're the best fighter ever. But the king, the king's going to worry about the politics. He's going to worry about what happens after the war, during the war, you know, like what happens to the warriors before, after, and during the resources. And, and that's what LeBron's handling. He's handling things on a king level right now. Kyrie Irving just wants to be a player, and there's nothing wrong with that. But when you say you want to be the star player, more comes with that than just just playing basketball. And he's what is he realizing? Yeah, I think that's just a learning experience, a learning experience with with him as well too, being a leader and knowing how to carry yourself and represent your team. Um, so I think after a while, um, you know, things are going to start to click and register with him. But we'll see how that goes. I just hope this doesn't jeopardize their success this season because I've, I de- I defined their success <laughs> finals or bust because before the regular season started, we said that the Celtics were going to get to the finals. We ain't know Kawhi was going to get traded there right away. We didn't know how that was going to work out. We, I didn't think Kawhi was going to have his head fully in there because he's on a one-year contract. I didn't think the 76ers and and um, their GM, what's his, what's his name? Elton Brand. Yes. I didn't think they were going to make these trades and getting Tobias Harris and and getting a uh, uh, Jimmy Butler. I didn't think with Victor Oladipo going down that these guys would still be playing great basketball even against the above 500, 500 teams. And I didn't think that Budenholzer was going to make this vast improvement as a coach. And I didn't think they were going to add this town around Giannis. So the landscape in the East has changed. You know, and I just don't want that that team in Boston to be left behind. And, you know, just sitting there thinking, they, there's a saying that says, you know, you you don't stay the same. You either get worse or you get better. And the team that stayed the same has been Boston these. You know, you say, oh, these players, we're going to keep them together. We're going to win championships. But at the same time, the other teams haven't stayed the same. They've added pieces. They've added GMs, added coaches. The Boston Celtics have stayed the same. And whatever, you know, whatever riff was there before – has made them digress. So now, what do you think it is? Because from the outside in, I think is the young boys' egos. I think I I truly think that's what it is. The fact that, like you said, they've they've they did it got they, they did it without him with the insecurities. The fact that you have to reinsert Gordon Hayward. The fact that Brad Stevens looks like he doesn't know how to mesh a lot of talent together as far as like all-stars and superstars together with that young talent. And the fact that, that uh, what I was about to say, the fact that you, you reinsert Kyrie and whatnot, 
Um, do, oh, not that. The fact that uh, these young these young cats, their 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 deals about to be up, so yeah. they they're trying to get that. Get they're that trying paid. to secure their bag too, yeah. like for life at this point, you know, because some sometimes that contract doesn't come after like you're not in a good situation. So this is the first step to securing their like, their career in the league type yeah. shit. So it's like, do you? Th- I, I think it's the egos that are getting in the way. What do, what do you think the the biggest concern is with the Celtics? <laughs> and if they end up, you know, shawling, short, I mean, falling short. You know whether that be getting matched up with Philly, getting bumped up the first round, or getting to the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, what do you think is going to be the biggest thing that hinders them? I think uh, when you're winning, it carries everything. Yeah, winning carries everything, and a lot of stuff is like little stuff. And they're not winning. They're not winning like they know they can win. And it's just you know you you might it might be a little problem, but it's it's blown up when you're not winning, you know, when you and your girl are mad at each other, it's totally different, you know, and everything about her or vice versa, everything about you to her is like gets on your nerves. It used to be all cute, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, like, why are you talking like that now? And it's like and I feel like Boston's in that why are you talking like that phase or why are you why are you doing this? Like I always do this. Yeah, but I'm pissed off at you right now. If everything was good, it wouldn't even matter. It wouldn't even matter. I don't think there's one clear issue other than like the, in the grand scheme of again like little brother then drove the whip what I need big brother for now in a way and granted you were talking about leaving anyway go ahead go leave go to college I'll take your room that's fine you know like we'll, we'll take your room we'll use it like we, we get girls come through whatever like that type stuff but like like other other than that small like that that, that possibly major issue I think again. I think winning carries all, and they have to find a way to win. You find a way to win. We'll stop talking about this. The media will stop talking about this, and then the then the same media that's getting on Kyrie about every little thing and pissing Kyrie off about every little thing is going to be praising Kyrie about every little thing. Just like that Christmas Day game, he killed it, hit those shots, and you know, oh, it's Kyrie. Kyrie put on his show. Now it's uh, Kyrie said this. Flat Earth Kyrie thinks this, or he, he's feels this type of way. Why is he cursing at the media again? It's like, again, winning cares all. So win, Boston. Please win. And my last thing before we start with Boston, why, it's kind of weird to me, why do you think that in the regular season they have a better record without Kyrie on and off the court? Um, Ball movement. movement. Yeah. He's a ball stopper based on his skill set. Yeah, based on his skill set. Because Kyrie can get into a Kobe Bryant type phase, who's also an, an assist leader in the league, but for the, in the record books, but still, like Kyrie has so many moves. Kyrie's a prolific offensive scorer. I mean, people aren't calling James Harden a ball stop per se, but it's the same kind of function, you know. Like he gets the ball in his hand, he can score by any means, and I think you can't they can't rely on somebody as much as they rely on Kyrie because nobody else has that same skill set. So the ball is going to get pushed around a little bit more. Simple as that. Like that's that's just how it goes. Like you have a prolific score, you pass him the ball, you let you get out the way, let him get it done. Like you run sets for him. If you don't, you move the ball around, you win by committee. If you know you you have a dagger in your back pocket, you use the dagger. If you don't, you use your fist, your legs, everything else, you know. So I think that's that's how it goes. It's, it's as simple as that. Hopefully they figure it out because, like you said, these other teams have made moves right now. So it's going to be crazy. 
Um, and what's been a little crazy now is uh, Joel Embiid's missed the last five games with general knee soreness, um, <coughs> and he's been playing through injury pretty much the whole year with his knees and his back. Um, but since he's been gone, um, since All Star break, uh, the Sixers are three and two. And what's been really a positive sign for me, obviously he didn't attempt any three-point shots at all, Ben Simmons. Um, his season average is 17, 8, and 9, shooting 60% from the free throw line. And while Embiid's been going, kind of like last year, Embiid got hurt around the same time, actually, and Ben Simmons did all he could uh, and really willed his team um, to get the third seed in the NBA. But uh, since the All-Star break, Ben Simmons' last five games have been averaging 20 11 and 8 and his free throw percentage went up to 64 percent um do you think this is a blessing in disguise um that Embiid's gone for a little bit to get Ben Simmons to you know get ready for the playoffs um no because we've seen it before like we've seen this story before like he did this last year we know Ben Simmons can turn it off in in a way like we what we want is the best center in the league right now to be able to play and not have to come back and get in shape when it's playoff time. Like that's not like I want my team to be firing at all cylinders. It's definitely a a a seventy sixers team that we in a way just added the final pieces that we think can get us over the hump. I need the pieces that I already thought I had to be working too. Like I want my consistency to be working. We just added some some uh some variables. Like these are variables that we thought could be consistent pieces for us, but I need, I need, need, need Joel Embiid to be out there. And, you know, like, granted, he's, again, one of the best center, if not the best center in the league. I need him to be playing at a top level, and that will probably get us over the hump, more so than me seeing, oh, he got hurt last year. Uh, It could get Ben Simmons right again. No, Ben Simmons can do that. We know that. We know that. Now we're going to see, okay, there's the addition of Tobias Harris and Boban and and the other, and yeah, yeah, and the, and the other pieces, the, the, the those, the, those additions help us when he's out. So, so in this process, if if we plan for that, we know. Oh, okay. So Joel Embiid might be a little bit hurt. Let's see what happens. Can we get these pieces? And can that get us over the hump as well? But I want him to be firing firing on all cylinders, and not having like having to put that up to, to, to chance or choice. See how they're going, and and who um still I still have coming out of East is Toronto. Um, maybe I'm a little biased, maybe because it's Kawhi Leonard. But I'm gonna go Philly. You gonna go Philly? Yeah, Philly. We're gonna see what Brett Brown do when he has when he has to make adjustments. Um, and it's looking like right now they're gonna have to play against the Celtics in the first round, and Brad Stevens be out coaching them. Nah, but we're gonna see. We're going to see more talent this year, learn from your mistakes from last year, so we're definitely going to see. Mm-hmm. But it just seems that Boston has that edge. But Mark my words, what, Philly. May, what may get them over the hump is that home court advantage in that first round. Hell yeah. But the Raptors, man, start off first in the East, um, drop to second. Right now they're just two games behind Giannis and the Bucks. But what I'm, what I'm really excited about is they say you finally you know take your stride after all separate like that's the, the the last of the last that's the the last third of the regular season and you know in the in the beginning of the season Kyle Lowry started off playing really really well like I was like damn he's playing like the best best point guard in the, in the east right now obviously we don't we know he's not but based off the numbers and his team success you can argue that um so start off well and then out of nowhere for a couple months he just had a had a shooting slump and I was like, bro, like, 
out of all times, why right now? Um, is this a Kyle Lowry that we're gonna that we're gonna that we're accustomed to seeing where he could play relatively well in the regular season, and then when he goes in the playoffs, he doesn't do anything. Um, so this year he's averaging 15, 9, and 5, shooting 42% from the field and 34% from three. Since the all-star break, I think he, he had some time to clear his mind. Um, so he's upped his points to 19 points per game since all-star break, eight assists, five rebounds, shooting great from three again, 40% from three and 47% from the field. Um, so I hope he can continue that. And then I really, really love the month-by-month, game-by-game, week-by-week growth in Pascal Siakam. I think he's going to be that dark horse that changes everything with the Toronto Raptors. I think Kawhi, Kawhi needs that other – just how LeBron needs another dog with him. I'm not saying Pascal Siakam is an all-star right now, yeah. but he's playing like an all-star right now. Um for the year, 16, 16-7, 37% from three, 78% from free throw line. Last five games since Paul, last five games, I'm sorry, since all-star break, post-all-star break, averaging 19-7-4 and shooting 40, 58% from three. So I think if Pascal Siakam can be that number two solidified option with the talent that, that they have in Toronto, with the addition of Marcus Saul, Kyle Lowry playing well, Danny Green being Danny Green, just that whole team playing well. I think I think they come out of the East, man. So watch out on Pascal Siakam. What are your thoughts on that? It's uh, a good dark horse to have Pascal Siakam. Um, I'm going to be frank. Even though they've had to battle LeBron the last two out of three years, maybe three years, I'm not sure. But um, I don't trust Kyle Lowry. And, 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 and that's another thing I was going to say, too. I wanted to give him the pass. But now it's like I can see where you're coming from because history tends to repeat itself. So maybe there could be a change this year because he has a low taken off of him. So if he goes, because it was literally him, DeMar, him, DeRon, and DeRon. Now I think it's going to be Kawhi, Siakam, and then yo, you just facilitate. Kyle, you just play defense, you shoot your threes. But another closer that I like is Marcus Saul. Okay. And I think that Marcus Saul is going to change the dynamic as well, too. So I think this year, going into the playoffs, knowing that Kyle Lowry doesn't have that much pressure on him like the previous years, is going to make him play better. Boy, they're loaded up in the East. That's crazy. Again, all the moves that have been made other than just the Boston staying the same. So, yikes. Like, in my head, I'm just looking at them with a Philly matchup because I've, I've pushed Boston to the curve. And in my mind, I've, I've selected Philly. To go for it, like, yeah, I was just like the Philly. They're they're making the right moves. I think Joel Embiid will come back and it'll be fine. And, uh, you know, the Raptors are playing crazy basketball. And it, I know as well as anybody, just being around basketball and either playing on teams or even coaching or helping out coaching teams, that if your eyes is not on the goal, and the one goal is to win basketball games, if you're worried about all the off-court stuff, if you're worried about the refs, if you're worried about – who gets what kind of points and stuff like that, and you're not worried about winning, you're not going to win. Yeah. Granted, these are professional players, and, and the switch can flip on sometimes, but I just don't see that happening in Boston. I don't. I feel that. So two more things I want to talk about literally be done in, like, less than five minutes. Um, if the season ended today, who's your MVP? If the season ended today, my MVP would be James Harden. I was saying that too. As much as I love the Greek freak and he's un- and how unstoppable he's been playing, like, yeah, I gotta go with James too, dog. But yeah. tell him why. Why James Harden? Um, 
the numbers for one, the offensive numbers, he uh without him his team wouldn't be anywhere near the place they would be there in right now in the West. They started thir- they at one point they were thirteenth in the West. Now they're the number five seed. Yeah, number five seed. Let that sink in. Without Chris Paul, without what Capella for a little Capella, bit? Eric Gordon, Austin Rivers was out of lineup. Um, even that newly acquired uh Kenneth Ree was out for a little bit. So they've they've been they've been losing bodies. Yeah. And now that they're fully healthy, I think they can make that push now. I think they can I think aside from OKC, they match up the best against Golden State. I wouldn't even be surprised if they get upset, let's say they meet in the second round. I feel that. Um but honorable mentions, of course. Giannis maybe runner up and then PG PG's been playing. PG out took of a mind. little dip back. Uh, I don't think he took a dip back. He's it's been just, hurt. He's been uh, hurt these last couple of games. Um, I think he's had like general. I think he had like shoulder issues or whatever. I think they just resting him honestly. I still wouldn't even like count that as a dip back. I just say you know Giannis is is his stature and what he's doing is going crazy. And if we look at it fully around, other than like Giannis' size, I mean PG's the better basketball player per se. Giannis is a freak. Literally, athlete, human being, but but it would it would be PG as a basketball player, MVP wise, and then Giannis. But Giannis is blessed, so it would be James Harden, Giannis, then PG. So yeah. So another thing is, if the playoffs ended today, we will start with the West and we'll go to the East. If the playoffs ended today, Golden State would be matching up against San Antonio Spurs. <coughs> Who do you have winning that series, and how many games? Uh, Golden State in four games. Spurs don't have no chance at home with Pop? No. All right, I agree with you. I'm a Spurs fan. I'm sorry, y'all niggas going home. All right. Number two seed would be Denver, and they're going to play the Clippers. I think that would be pretty interesting um, because the the Clippers just have something about them. They got that swagger. They got Doc Rivers, who's a player's coach, coaching his tail off. And everyone knows their role. Yeah. Um, so I'd say Denver would beat the Clippers in six, six games. Six. Six games? Yeah. Okay. And then we have OKC <laughs> and Utah, the rematch that I really want to see. There was a lot of drama saying that uh, – what were they saying? that? What were they saying about Rubio and Westbrook? Um, I don't know. I think they made a comment and, and Westbrook just got fueled, and he was like, I'm about to lock his ass up. Yeah. And then that game he got fouled out. <laughs> Melo was still there. Him and PG didn't play that well. Um, I think with this emergence of Paul George and, uh, you know, these role players really stepping up, knowing their role, and Westbrook actually giving him the keys, I think OKC beats Utah in seven games. I'm going to flip the switch. Jazz and seven. Jazz and seven. Jazz and seven. Then he got them numbered. On the road, yikes. Jazz and seven. Jazz and seven. Jazz and seven. Okay. We'll see what happens. Like let's that. come. Let's come back to this. Okay. We'll come back to that. Four and five. Woo! Seems like they always play each other every year. Portland and Houston. I think this is Portland's best shot at doing anything this year. Um, with everybody getting better and then getting cancer and then getting uh, what's his name, Rodney Hood there too. Yeah. I, I just think they. I think you have to take them serious this year, man. Um, obviously. <laughs> Houston had the best record last year. They've been banging up uh, all year this year, so their record isn't really a true representation of where they stand at in the standings. But I'm going to go with Houston in six. I just think they're hungry. They want to get back to where they need to be, so they're going to try to try to get rid of Portland as soon as possible. Um, Houston in seven. You're not getting rid of Dame that, that, that easy. Houston in seven. What you mean? Anthony Davis and them kids got rid of him in four last year. 
Houston and stuff. <laughs> yeah, you gotta give respect to Dame. Um, but I just and don't think, let it be at Houston this time. <laughs> no, no, we're not gonna go back to the shop. Uh, but. Yeah, yeah. The White and Chandler Parsons was still there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. So going back to the OKC and and Utah before we get back before we go to the East, are you still are you are you are you flipping the switch like you said? Or are you? you no, I'm flipping the switch. I'm just saying. Let's Even review. With Paul George having a hell of a year. Yes, it, it, he just hit a shot on him. The, the like was like double overtime a few weeks ago. It was a game winner. That's still to the wire. Like again, I'm gonna flip the switch. I'm gonna say. Jazz and seven, and when that happens in in May, get back to me. Right. I want a bottle of wine. All right, I got you a bottle of wine. All right, in the East, Milwaukee goes up against Orlando. I got Milwaukee in five. Milwaukee in four. Milwaukee in four. You think they're just saying, yo, F this, this is our time we got it? Because Orlando, I mean, obviously, you know, you have to consider – um, you know, regular season is, is the intensity is just a little bit different. You coming off back to back games sometimes, yeah. but Orlando they've they've been getting it together, man. Um, they've been putting up some fights this year. They just beat the Warriors not too long ago. Um, they beat the Pacers not too long ago. Um, and they they've been looking they've been looking well they've been looking good, man. They've 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 been they beat the Raptors too. So they've been beating these above five hundred teams. You don't think they have one game in them? Um, it's the dog days of the season, bro. I'm not saying that, like, but we're coming down the home stretch. Mm. I got bucks in four. Okay. Then we move over to the Raptors in Brooklyn. I really like Brooklyn, but I think their youth will not prevail. Um, so I have, I, I say, y'all be saying playoff, all these players, playoff Kawhi scary too. Yeah. I'm going to say Toronto plays no games and wins in five. I think D. Russ is going to have a hot game. But I just think Toronto's the better team. They have the better player. They have the better coach. And they're more experienced. And they've been here before, at least in the playoffs, per se. And I just think with having Kawhi there, he ain't playing no games. They winning in five. It's going to be com- – not, not saying that it's going to like – obviously, it's going to be a gentleman sweep is 4-1. But I think every game – there's probably going to be like one blowout. But every game is going to go down to the wire. I think Brooklyn is that team that's on the rise as well, too. Um, so that that's my thoughts. What 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 do you think? Uh, let's go Raptors and six. Raptors and six. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll we'll go back. We'll watch these games. We'll go back and we'll remember this podcast and we'll say hey, what were the predictions? And I think I think I'll get a few of these upsets. Okay. Uh, or upset from from a series count wise, you know. Yeah. They're not gonna beat the Raptors. <laughs> okay. And then now we have uh, Indiana playing against Detroit. So Indiana's the three seed. Detroit's the six seed. Right now, Detroit's been on a red hot run, man. They finally are at five hundred. Uh, I think they're at low as like the tenth seed. Last ten games, they're eight and two. So Blake Griffin said, "Yo, f that. Like I am a superstar. I'm going to will my team into the playoffs." Um, and I think this is where it gets tricky. Obviously, Indiana's been playing well. But I think Victor Oladipo's presence is going to be felt in the playoffs. And I have an upset. I have Detroit winning in six. I'm on a Mo City trip. On a Mo City trip right now. Hey. I'm on a Mo City trip. On a Mo City trip right now. Um, Yeah. Let's get it. Uh, record uh, series four to. Um, no. We'll go We'll go four to three. So seven games. Who wins? Pistons. Pistons. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Dwayne Casey, 
get a rep. And then uh, Philly and Boston, man, dog fight going seven games regardless. Uh, I want to say if it's any team to turn on their switch, it will be Boston. Um, and then who's the better coach? Uh, definitely <coughs> going with Brad Stevens. But just with all the uncertainties that have been going on in the league, uh, with the Boston Celtics in general, I just I don't know if they're gonna be engaged, but I can't really bet against them. And then the thing is, like, I really love what Elton Brand's been doing, and I really love how this Philly team is constructed. Philly so and it's, six. It's it's really it's really hard for me to pick this one. This may be the one that I really I gotta really literally flip a coin right now. You got you got a quarter or some shit. Philly and six. <laughs> so. Philly and six. My heart is going. My heart goes with Boston, just because of where they're supposed to be, and I know their potential. But logically, I just think that Philly just has that star power, and I think at the end of the day, star power is just gonna gonna win you that. Um, and I think you know Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons um, were very, very pissed off from last year. So I think they're just gonna bring that energy. And then you got Tobias Harris, you got Jimmy Butler, who's a dog. That's a great matchup. Philly and seven. Philly and six. You already gonna know. See, I'm gonna play this back when it comes. We're gonna yeah. see. We might have to place a little bet. Heck yeah, heck yeah. Let's <laughs> do it. I'm with it. But man, uh, this was a great episode, episode 48 of the season show. You got anything to say, Trey? Before I, you know. Let things go. Uh, episode 48, man. Warm weather's coming. Be safe. Be prosperous. May this month be your best month of the year. Uh, may, you know, this be the time of growth. And when, you know, when the time comes to have fun, you have the most fun that you can have. Uh, shout out to you guys. Shout out to, for you to, for listening to the Caesar Show. Uh, thank you guys for rocking with us. Uh, appreciate you. Always love. Always, always love, man. But yeah, if you guys, in case you guys didn't know, I have, uh, I was kind of BSing for a little bit, but I finally have my official Instagram page, so you don't have to follow Sir Caesars anymore. You can still, yeah, still follow Sir Caesars, but Sir Caesars has his own page to, um, you know, just to, just to, you know, switch it up a little bit. You know, I want to provide you guys with weekly and bi-weekly content, whether that be a new podcast coming out, breaking news, um, highlights from, you know, games that are going on, sound bites or anything like that. Definitely subscribe uh, and follow The Caesar Show on, on Instagram, at The Caesar Show. Make sure to follow me on all forms of social media, at The Caesar Show and Sir Caesars. Subscribe, rate, comment on The Caesar Show. I'm available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. You can literally find it anywhere on all major platforms. Go check it out. And like I said, I am coming out with new heat in a couple weeks. Some apparel, some hats, some sweatshirts, some tees. It's going to be a good movement, and I hope you guys support. So I'm out.